At last, the Hoosiers finally have another player committed via the transfer portal in Anthony Walker. We'll discuss his decision. Plus, the Hoosiers have another Power 5, a top Power 5 opponent on their schedule for next season. And did IU football continue its streak of having a player drafted? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, this episode's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked on Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. A lot to discuss in today's episode. Excuse me. We had to leave some stuff on the cutting room floor even uh, to talk about later in this week. But let's start off with the biggest news of the weekend. It happened at the beginning of the weekend. Still plenty relevant enough to discuss uh, to start off this week. Anthony Walker to IU, a player who visited at the end of last week out of nowhere and by all indications and clearly by his decision, uh, things went really well and he ends up committing this weekend. We discussed what potential role he could have with the team. And at some point we'll discuss a little bit more about what type of player he is, what the Hoosiers might expect of him. For one thing, this does give IU some front court depth, some proven front court depth. Renew and Ware are almost certainly going to be the starters next season, but having Peyton Sparks and Walker off the bench is a not just a good one-two punch, but a one-two punch that has experience and success elsewhere. Sparks did really well at Ball State. He's He knows what type of player he is, how he excels. Walker's played four years at Miami, and like like we said last week, you don't get much more experience than the amount that Walker has. So that certainly is valuable to the Hoosiers. We can bring up the scholarships as we uh, continue this discussion, but it's something we discussed last week that the Hoosiers didn't have a ton of veterans, ton of experience on the roster. And if nothing else, that is, a big thing that Walker adds to the roster. You can look, the Hoosiers now have two super seniors. Xavier Johnson is using a sixth year of eligibility. It's not even his COVID year. That was last year. It's his COVID plus medical redshirt year. But Walker, this is his COVID year. It'll be one and done in Bloomington for him. Hoosiers still have two more open rosters or scholarships, excuse me. And we'll discuss some people later on in this week. They're still reaching out to people and they still have, uh, recruits coming in, things like that. There's still things they're working on, but this does add some experience to the team that I think they needed. Now, uh, Walker spoke to Peegs, talked about his decision. Quote, when I first heard from them being IU, took me a little time to process everything, but I wanted to see the historic Indiana basketball. It's something I've heard about since I was a kid. A lot of us in basketball have heard about Indiana basketball. So, of course, I wanted to see the campus when I saw the campus, met the coaches, met some of the teams, some students, the academic people. They're all very genuine people. If 
felt like a place I could fit in well. Uh, said, I'm hoping to come in and have a big role in helping my team do something the school hasn't done in a while, and that's win big. I think I have the potential to unlock more of my talent on the court, and I trust Coach Woodson and his staff to help me unlock that. I really like that last bit, he said, about trusting Coach Woodson to unlock that. We This will be an interesting test for him if Woodson can bring in Walker and unlock part of his game. Then that's another thing you can point to in the transfer portal and go up to someone in the portal and say, hey, we think they used you wrong at such and such school. Come here and we'll use you a different way and maybe a more successful way. He mentioned his role and he's going to be a backup four, I would say, maybe a little bit of a three, depending on the situation. Uh, I, Him and Caleb Banks, I think both can be a three slash four depending on what the situation calls for. But he did talk about what his role would be with this team a little bit more in depth. Quote, being athletic and playing as hard as I possibly can. I've been blessed with the ability to move and jump like I do. Of course, I put in a lot of work and just being able to do some things that other players can't necessarily do. In some ways, probably in a lot of ways, honestly, he is a replacement to Jordan Geronimo. Both in that he's going to be the backup four and he's going to be the guy that's just uber athletic. Just if you watch some of the highlight film of him, he is crazy athletic. The difference is he has a much more proven track record than Jordan Geronimo has. So hopefully that means there's going to be a baseline. He's going to be someone you can rely upon to bring in, to play quality minutes, be a quality player and be productive be a positive type of player on the floor. We mentioned in a different kind of way, Max Bielfeld, but if you think about him, he didn't have too many bad games because he knew what he could do as a player and he stuck to that. And I think there's value in that with Walker. He's a, he's been around for a while. He knows what he can do as a player and he'll stick to that. And that'll bring value to the IU team just to have reliable bench pieces. They didn't have that last season. By the end of the season, they could barely play six guys. Uh, That part alone, I, yeah, I mean, I guess they played seven with Tamar Bates, but just having extra pieces that you can bring in, it it means there's not as much wear and tear at the end of the year. How tired did a lot of those players look at the end of the season? Trace was exhausted in January, it felt like, or February. You don't have to rack up those minutes on your star players. You have some more depth and hopefully keep guys fresher later in the year an interesting note Xavier Johnson helped recruit Walker uh he talked about it Walker did quote I played against him in the ACC when Xavier Johnson was at Pitt he was one of my hosts for an early college visit at Pitt I've known him for some time I was asking him about the university how he feels about it how he feels about the coaching staff and everything he said was good so shout out to Xavier Johnson for doing some recruiting and getting Walker to, or helping get Walker to commit to IU. We'll probably talk maybe later this week. Sometime in the future, we'll try to talk to Locked on Canes and see if he had any thoughts about Walker and try to get a little bit more in-depth about what type of player he could be. Maybe if there's things that could be unlocked in his game, things like that. But look, IU needs depth. I think the front court is fully taken care of now between, we mentioned Renew and Ware, Walker, and Sparks, Caleb Banks can play as the four, the three. 
I think you're pretty much taken care of there. So it's going to be wing help and guards uh, with those last two spots. So we'll see what the Hoosiers do there. But I, I like this addition the more I thought about it. When I first heard it, I was a little confused almost because it didn't seem like a position of need. But when you consider him almost directly as a Geronimo replacement, there's I, I think there's value there. So uh, we'll see what Walker's able to do, if he's able to unlock some things. And if he is, even bigger win for the Hoosiers. IU has some scheduling news. Uh, their schedule's starting to fill up a little bit with one really big game uh, announced or reported over the weekend. We'll talk about that. A couple games that is going to be on, the I, on IU's schedule next season. Before we talk about that, though, let's talk about our sponsor today's episode. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. It's an exciting time in the NBA playoffs. For the first time ever, you had – what's the best way to explain this? In the second round, you have a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, a four seed, a five seed a six seed, a seven seed, and an eight seed. One of each seed advance. There's as much competition and absurdity as there uh, has been in some time in the NBA playoffs, and you're going to have LeBron and Steph Curry now. Uh, so that'll be a big one to watch. So you can bet on all those games, including Lakers-Warriors. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to talk some players IU reached out to in the transfer portal this past weekend. Uh, maybe get a little more insight onto them and what they could bring to the table. You're not going to be shocked to know it's guards and wings. So we'll discuss a little bit more about who IU is hopefully looking to bring in with those last two scholarship spots. While we don't know what the roster looks like yet, we're starting to get a pretty clear idea of what the schedule is going to look like. It was reported over the weekend, more or less confirmed, that IU will be taking on Auburn next season. They will do so in Atlanta. This is the effectively the replacement for the Arizona game. That was a one-off thing that took place in Las Vegas last year. This is going to take place that same weekend uh, this season, but it will take place in Atlanta. Now... Atlanta is obviously closer to Auburn. There's a lot of reasons why that makes sense for the Hoosiers. For one, there's a really good alumni base in Atlanta. There's a lot of alumni down south and in that area. I don't know that it's a a given that this will be a home game for Auburn. I think this will be pretty close to a split. I mean, we saw even out in Vegas how much IU fans travel. That was obviously a little bit different with it being Vegas. But 
nonetheless, this will be a this will be a fun crowd to see. So IU will be taking on it, it's December 9th. They'll be taking on Auburn. Last year the Arizona game was December 10th. So they'll play Auburn and then they'll play Kansas back to back this year. So, like I said, that replaces the Arizona game. So, why Atlanta? Let's discuss that. Well, for one, there's, I mean, there's a number of connections. Mike Woodson coached in Atlanta for some time, coached the Hawks there for some time. He might have some connections uh, around there still. Yasia Roseman is from Atlanta, assistant coach. I use recruiting a number of players in the Atlanta area uh, around South. I wouldn't be surprised if there are recruits uh, at the game. IU, I think, will probably be going around and uh, doing maybe a little bit of recruiting when they're down there in Atlanta. You also have a couple players that are from Atlanta. Caleb Banks and Ja'Kai Newton. Uh, sophomore Banks and Newton will be a freshman. They're both from Atlanta as well, as well. So a bit of a homecoming for them to see them, their family, their friends, to see them on the IU roster. So I really like this game. And we it's for all the same reasons as uh, – liking the Arizona game last year. And this is what Mike Woodson wants to do. He wants to schedule these games. Auburn last season was 31st, uh, excuse me, 32nd in Ken Palm. They beat Iowa in the first round, lost to Houston in the second round. So a a good team. Uh, They're a team that in the past has been a really good team. So I, uh, I think this is a good meeting. I, I, I think this is a good test for the Hoosiers. And these are the types of games that, like I said, I want Indiana to play these types of games. I want Indiana to be playing these types of opponents. And I would much rather be playing Auburn than some directional school, which I use going to play them still, but I'd rather this than... Southeast Jacksonville state or whatever. I made that up, but something like that. I I don't want to play that to that point. I is also going to be playing Harvard this season uh, per pigs as well. That game will be on November 26th in assembly hall. That was the same weekend as the Jackson state game. That was right before the big 10 ACC challenge. I think It'll be right around the time IU plays in Madison Square Garden. I can't remember the exact dates on when uh, IU is playing there, but uh, it's going to be right around the same uh, same time. So the Hoosiers will have a couple of games, bigger games in Assembly. Harvard isn't quite as good. Uh, November 19th and 20th. So this will be right after IU goes to Madison Square Garden. They'll be come back home and play Harvard. But what we know is they're going to host Kansas. They're going to host Harvard. You get Auburn and Atlanta. You have two games at Madison Square Garden. Louisville, Texas, and UConn are the opponents. And then the Gavitt games. That was the other one. I'm assuming IU is hosting, and I'm assuming it's going to be a big game. We don't know. We don't even know technically if IU is going to be involved, but... I use going to, again, they're going to be challenged and this is what I want. And this is what you need to be doing, especially with a younger team. You can sprinkle in some of these tougher games to get a sense of what type of team you have and how good you're going to be 
things like that. This is a team that's going to be learning a lot of things on the fly this year. And we saw in the past when Mike Woodson got here, it was a very slow ramp up into Big Ten play. He's not going to do that. As much roster turnover as there is, this is not a slow ramp up. Uh, this IU team is going to, in some regards, be thrown in the deep end. So we'll see if they sink or swim, but they're going to get plenty of chances to swim or to swim in uh, this upcoming season. Let's wrap things up with some transaction news. We'll talk the NFL draft. We'll talk IU football transfers and an update on an IU basketball player transferring away as well. Lot to catch up on in that regard. We'll do that here in one moment. NFL draft over the weekend. I'm sure a lot of you tuned into it. I'm sure a lot of you probably did not pay close attention on Saturday. It drags on a little bit towards the end of it, but ultimately no IU player was drafted. It's not great. It ends a nine-year streak of IU having someone drafted. That that did not happen this year. They're the only Big Ten team without a draft pick. That's a bad look. Um, it's a byproduct of a program that's trending in the wrong direction. But it's not a great look. And it's hard. Recruits notice that stuff. I, it's just a tough look. It, it really stinks what way this IU program is going. It just felt like there was so much promise two years ago, a year and a half ago, when they enter the season ranked and stuff like that. To be where we are now is, I think in some regards, still a little jarring. Uh, everything just went so haywire so fast. And in some regards, back to the old IU. And it stinks. But you can. I think you can spin this as much as you want. Maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe... IU is just kind of this type of program regardless, and they're not really recruiting people who are focusing on whether they have a draft pick. I don't know. I think it's not a great thing. And I, that being said, there were a number of IU players that signed elsewhere, and I would argue that if Cam Jones was healthy this season, he would have been drafted to that point. He signed with the Chiefs. And got a pretty good signing bonus. I believe $150,000 signing bonus. So he was a sought after undrafted free agent. I would imagine there might be some questions about his injury. And that's uh, maybe one of the reasons he didn't get drafted. If he would have played out the full season, I could easily have seen him in the same range. We saw Micah McFadden as like a fifth round draft pick. So... He, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on that roster. I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about the Chiefs and their linebacking core, but Cam, I know a lot about Cam Jones, and you give him a chance, and I, I, I'm willing to bet on him. Demarcus Elliott also signed with the Chiefs uh, after the draft ended. Taiwan Mullen went to the Chargers. Uh, Cam Jones and, and Mullen were the two that had the best shot of being drafted. Obviously, neither did. Uh, Raheem Lane is on the Chargers roster, another former Hoosier, another guy who earned his way onto the roster after being undrafted. So there's paths there. It's obviously a bit more of an uphill one. Sean Shivers went to the Seahawks. Jalen Williams went to the Minnesota Vikings. Devon Matthews went to the Denver Broncos. Luke Haggard went to the Tampa Bay Bucks. So they're spread out all over the place. Um, 
as best I can, I'll, I'll try to keep you updated on these guys. I mean, full disclosure, I don't watch the NFL anymore. So Jared Gasul, who, again, we've had on many times, uh, he usually is the one who will FaceTime me on a Sunday and say, uh, hey, Peyton Hendershot just scored. Hey, Micah McFadden just did something. So if I have an IU update on a Monday, you can probably bet that uh, Jared was the one who helped me out there. IU football got some transfers over the weekend, over the past week. Um, some notable ones. We'll start off with Samson James, who we mentioned last week, the odd story where he's back. He's back on the IU football team. He transferred away, went to Purdue, couldn't get cleared for immediate eligibility, spent a whole year waiting, played in the spring game, and then just left. He didn't play anywhere last season. He's been admitted to IU, and he's going to walk onto the team. So he's back. He's on the roster. That's been confirmed. TCU offensive lineman Noah Boltikoff also committed as a transfer, obviously, to the Hoosiers. Um, Again, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot, but please give us offensive line help. Stanford tight end Bradley Archer committed to the Hoosiers as well. Tight end is going to be an interesting position. They didn't do a great job of filling the Peyton Hendershot-sized hole last year. Uh, then they lose A.J. Bonner, so there's minutes up for grabs. Not minutes. <laughs> snaps up for grab uh, on that regard. So maybe I, we'll see. We'll see. I know Bradley Archer played a bit at Stanford, so it's not like the Hoosiers are just adding depth there. Like they're trying to find uh, someone to come in and – be a productive player and be able to eat up some of those minutes slash snaps. Uh, last season, Archer played 11 games. He didn't catch any passes, but uh, the Hoosiers need help in that regard, just needing depth. IU basketball transfer related news. Jordan Geronimo committed to Maryland this weekend. So the Hoosiers will see him uh, next year. Again, similar to Tamar Bates, I nothing but good things to say about Geronimo. He was enormous when IU went to the tournament last year. He was the second best Hoosier on the court in that Wyoming game. So I hope he gets the applause and cheers he absolutely deserves. I have no reason to believe he wouldn't. He he deserves a warm welcome. Uh, I'm not certain if he'll be back in assembly. I know we're also going to discuss this week everydayers. Here's your another tease. We're going to look at IU's schedule for the Big Ten. We don't have a schedule, but we do know who the Hoosiers are going to play and home and away and uh, things like that. So we'll take a look at that later this week. I There's not a lot to discuss in that regard. You just learn who you play. IU is such an unfinished product that uh, I it's... It's hard to even really debate that and look into that. And that applies, I think, to a number of teams. They will play at Maryland home and away, so we'll get to give Jordan Geronimo a warm applause. But thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. As I said, every dayers, we'll talk some more transfer stuff tomorrow. We'll talk schedule stuff maybe tomorrow, maybe later on this week. And obviously things are obvi- are always rapidly changing in the transfer portal, so we'll stay updated on that as well. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. 
love, appreciate all you guys who continue to support us on YouTube. We're still growing over there. You guys can still join in. As always, guys, hope everybody has a great start to their week. Have a great Monday, and most importantly, LEO.